let's go. What's up, guys? Uh, Michael here again. No Brian this time. He had to work, but never fear. I am here with Dylan and Matt from Bain Marie. Uh, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Not much, dude. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Hell yeah. You guys had not only just a show yesterday, mm-hmm. but you guys also released your first EP, Marsh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everything's coming out well. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Matt, you said you're getting good feedback on it, right? A lot of good feedback. Yeah, it was actually... Um, you know, it got shared quite a bit, like almost immediately. Um, people are checking it out on Bandcamp, which is really cool to see. Yeah, that's where I listened to it at yesterday. Jammed it as, like... Hoping to get it on Spotify um, real soon. We're just pending that right now. Okay, okay. Um, um, diving right in, I guess. Uh, since we're here at what I'm going to call the Bain Marie House, Bain Marie Headquarters. Uh, essentially. Essentially. Part one of part two. <laughs> this is where you guys record a lot of your demos then? Um, actually, no, we, uh, really just kind of practice a lot of our stuff together. Uh, I record some of the demos we tried recording here initially, but, uh, I don't know. I think we just got distracted to be honest. <laughs> like we hit it really hard for like, we'll hit it hard for like five days and then it's like, okay, life is happening now. So, um, we actually recorded, uh, at the mix castle in Waterloo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Dylan, you played bass? Yeah, uh, I didn't really play bass until these guys needed somebody to, <laughs> to do it. You know, I'd been playing guitar for, I don't know, 10 years or something before that, but yeah. they needed somebody to fill in, so got a hold of the bass. And... Appreciate that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. yeah. like, sincerely. Like, you guys kill it on stage. Because uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, Bainbury was on Exit's last show. That was at Gabe's. And... I thought it was great live. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you guys are super sick. I mean, that was the first time I've seen you. I had listened to, uh, what's it, State State of Mind? State of Mind uh, online. So, I mean, it was nice to finally get be able to see you guys live and just hear it. I like playing for everybody, too. Like, people that, like, were around when I did, like, my first project and then my second project. And then now it's a lot of time has passed and everybody's grown up into their senior projects. Yeah. Um, it's just nice to be a part of that and like share what we've got going on. Yeah. Stayed quiet for a minute, so. Well, there's always like a little bit of a difference. I'm really happy with how all the recordings came out, but you know, there's just like kind of a certain energy when you're playing live that mm-hmm. can't really be captured by that. So it's fun to have both experiences, I guess. Yeah, it's always nice to do that. Um, can't be contained vocally. <laughs> That's for sure. I guess we should also mention who are we missing tonight? We're missing. Uh, Nathan Woody, who does lead vocals and guitar, um, does some writing as well. And we're missing Kevin McBride, who just absolutely crushes on the drums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you four come to be? I think it honestly stems from Nathan. It stems from Nathan. Yeah, so uh, I met him at uh, Pullman Bar and Diner. <laughs> we always say Pullman Bar and Diner. It's like you have to say that. You can't just <laughs> say it like Pullman. It's like, no, you got to know it's... We sell cocktails and food. Yeah. Um, but I met him after he returned from Portland uh, and uh, met Kevin through Pullman. And Dylan and Woody's history is, like, extensive. 
our dads were friends is like back in the 80s. Uh, him and I met on the first day of kindergarten, and we've been best friends ever since. Now we're roommates. Wow. Going on uh, 20 years. How in kindergarten did you guys <laughs> meet, though? I gotta know. Uh, so the first day of kindergarten, uh, it was like kindergarten roundup or whatever, so, you know, all the parents are there. But uh, there was a tornado that day, so we all had to tuck down into this, like, tiny ass boiler room uh and so like you know our dads bump into each other and they're saying what's up or whatever you know we're kind of like peeking around our dad's legs at each other and then you know like i'm sure we just played at recess sometime and the rest is history but hell yeah dude we've got micro pbrs right now (laughs) i'm used to them being a like a tall boy yeah or even even like the 24 ounce or what is it, 32? Who, who can say? I just grabbed the biggest can there is, so these 12 ounces. Just a swig, really? Are, are, yeah, it's one serving. <laughs> this is one serving right here. Hardly a full beer. Yeah, but it is still the glorious PBR. Did you know that Gabe's is, like, apparently the number one distributor? Or I, maybe it's not distributor. They are the number one uh, business that sells the most PBR in Iowa. In Iowa? I could understand Iowa Iowa. City, but like... I'm pretty positive it's in Iowa. So like, oh my god, I can't can't drink anything else when I go there. I'm like, yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, let's just buy into that right now. Well, and then plus, whenever you play at Gabe's, you have like the crazy special. Mm -hmm. So PBR is usually the cheapest one anyways, besides like normal day. I don't know what people have, like why people have a problem with it. So I started drinking PBR because I went to a V-Show, and I don't even know if that's still happening now. Uh, Vicious dead. Yeah, that died Vicious like, dead. like 2012, I Once think. it got yeah. like super out of hand. Yeah. They had like riots, and people were knocking over lampposts and stuff, and so, they were just like, oh, uh, we're done. I, yeah. went, I went to Iowa State my freshman year, and uh, it was get, coming up to V-Show weekend, Our my RA pulled all of us aside and was like, so if, this, if anything happens this weekend, uh, don't get caught outside. Like, not that we would get in trouble, but like... The cops would just tear gas everybody. So oh my It's like gosh. even if you go up on the hill and like watch the riot in the street, you'll still probably get tear gassed. I, I saw like so. Okay, so I didn't go like in the most vicious year, but I only went once, right? I went to go see Motion City soundtrack. It was like a free concert or some shit oh, like yeah. that. And uh, there was just like so many fights, <laughs> like like just like brawls in the street. And I would just like kind of tuck behind the trees, like it was super dark out. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go like pitter patter over here and mind my own business, but. Uh, some dudes got caught like underaged with like a 30 pack of PBR and I had nothing. I was underage as well and had no way to get alcohol. So I'm at Visha like completely sober and, uh, uh, they ditched the 30 pack. So we just moseyed on over and like picked it up off the side of the street, totally uncracked, unopened. And that's like my first experience with PBR and it's like straight up like no going back. That's pretty awesome. Unless it's big growth. I will go back for Big Rose. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, I can't even remember my first time drinking a PBR. It was definitely at some show, just because it was, like, the cheapest beer, so I just went with it, and now I've never gone back. I think I just heard, like, so many bands reference it, and then yeah. I was at, like, some house <laughs> show in Cedar Falls, and somebody had a 30 rack, so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take one. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. It was either that or I was just trying to fit into the punk scene and just be like, oh, they, all, they all drink yeah. PBRs, so I'll just fit in. Oh, that was a good one. That was, a, that was an adequate burp. Better <laughs> than in, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross if somebody just like burped in your mouth and you're like, oh, fuck. 
fuck. Okay. So, like, what's the uh, what's the standard for cursing? Because I cuss all. Oh, the you're time. good. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah, we were just uh, on KRUI, the the uh, college station, and like one of the stipulations was like, yeah, you can curse in your songs, but don't blatantly swear on the radio, like in conversation. Dude, I blew that in like th- three minutes. <laughs> like we we barely started talking, and I blew that shit like immediately. No, yeah, you're good. Um, if if I would if it was anything stricter, I probably would not have had been able to have like tight wire on the show. Uh, just because there was about a five minute long conversation about masturbation. Oh, fantastic. Um, and just, I mean, a lot of F-bombs, but I mean, that's normal. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So do what you got to do. I can say as much as that everyone probably does it, but like, that's just a conversation that I can't really stick to. Yeah. <laughs> like, no masturbation here in this conversation. Oh, I ended up cutting it out just because it was so long. You can, uh, you can cut this out too. Okay. Too. Yeah, probably. We'll see. So you do some post-editing. That's awesome. Make it sound good. I do. I'm not super amateur about it. So Okay. Uh, me and Brian have been doing this by ourselves for like a year. Uh, yeah. So I've had time to like kind of learn how to edit a little bit. Um, and then this will be official episode number three. Now cool. that we're finally pushing it. Let's turn the tables. How did you get started doing podcasts? How did Why? I- how? Yeah. Like, okay. What so, happened? So the reason we started doing it, me and Brian... Well, Brian had always mentioned, like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I want to do this. We should do this at some point. Mm-hmm. And it was right towards the end of um, Exit's run the first time, they like, final show. Um, and then my two buddies up in Minnesota, um, Aaron and Dustin, they started their own podcast called Super Burly Bros. Okay. Where it's just, like, they get together and just kind of bullshit for, like, an hour every week. And the platform that they were using seemed really user friendly and i was like brian we could totally do this i knew we had the whole beers with bands idea already oh yeah so we just went with it and then our schedules the thing that sucks is our schedules are very different i mean he lives in the quad cities i live basically here Mm. he works goes to school and i just work so well i'm happy you didn't have to travel too far yeah Um, cool so now we're finally able to kind of get some things out there um and get the ball rolling Dude, happy to be here then and be a part of this. Yeah, I'm stoked. Thanks, that thanks for asking. I, I know we mentioned it a couple times, and it was nice to that you reached out like, "Hey, man, let's do this." About the third time we talked about it, I was like, "All right, well," because like I have this, it's not a strict rule. I've got this rule: if I say I'm going to do something with somebody, like I, I have to follow through. Yeah. Because I spent so many years just being like, "Yeah, let's go do that." Yeah, I'll go to that show. Yeah, I want to hang out with you. Yes, I want to go get dinner. And then the day came, it's like, nah, dude, I'm good. Or like, even, even, even like towards myself, right? So I've just made a commitment over the last like year and a half. Like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to fucking follow through with it. Yeah. And that's kind of how you, it should be. Like, I, I've gotten the same stump where I'll say, like, oh, yeah, let's do something. Let's set something up. And then just. And then you just let it fall by the wayside. And I don't want to like chalk it up to being like, oh, like we were kind of drunk. You know, it's like, you know, e- even those promises I still want to handle. And, uh, I don't know if I'm like proving something to myself or just trying to live like a more efficient life instead of like bullshitting people, but uh, happy we got together. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. stoked about it. We, I am kind of bummed. I mean, I know you said you were bummed that Brian's not here. Yeah, I fucking wish he was here. Yeah, he's having a fun time at Come and Go in Muscatine, <laughs> uh, working. Brian, when you listen to this, I love you. I miss you. Dude, just sample him in. Just sample like, him. Like seriously, <laughs> like put him in a booth. 
and just have him like just comment to random parts <laughs> of the conversation. Just ad libs and, fucking... and like, damn dog, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go up with you like a recorder, like, Brian, can you say, yeah, that shit's tight? And like capture it and just go fucking sample it in. All right. I'll, I'll work on that one for the, at least either this one or the next one if you can't make it. Can you put a laugh track in here? I'm sure I can find one. Yes. I do need people to think I'm funny. So. <laughs> Should we get like the really old laugh track where like all those people are actually dead? Yeah. Yeah. The only good one, right? And then, can you title this this episode, Look Who's Laughing Now? You know, I've been thinking of, an ep- of like a title for this episode. I thought that would, that would work. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Matt, I know you work at Pullman Bar and... Uh, and Diner. And Diner. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so does Woody. And Woody, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, what do you do outside of the, the whole band life? I'm uh, actually on a little break from the Wedge right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I work at the Wedge Pizzeria here in Iowa City. Uh, my coworkers were kind enough to cover for me for you know an hour and a half or whatever while we do this. Oh shit! So okay. I uh, get to go Thank back you, and Wedge close people. after this. Shout out to the Wedge. Shout, Shout out, out to the yeah. Wedge. Yes. Shout out to Biagi, Tim, Dan, holding it down. Great job, guys. Is that Mike Biagi? Matt Biagi. Matt Biagi. One of the million Matts in my life. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That dude was stoked to be at the show last night. I was stoked to have that Hell dude yeah. at the show last night. Tell him this shit is definitely not going to be PG, by the way. He bought a t-shirt before he'd ever heard our band. That's respect. That's, like, respect. that's, yeah. that's support right there. Yeah. You know? Do you think he's disappointed now? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live up to that. Come on now. <laughs> Dude, I need my $20 back. I'm sorry. And then I'll speak for Kevin because he's not here. Kevin... Um, Started working at Pullman during the summers, and he works for the University of Iowa's uh, REACH program uh, and just kind of does a lot of leadership there and uh, mentors a lot of the students and really is just kind of like a, a great role model for um, any human. Any hu- any human. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that dude is out, like hard to out nice. He's just like super thoughtful, uh, goes absolutely above and beyond to make sure that his people are taken care of. And yeah. that's like, that's what's up. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's let's kind of get into some other fun stuff. Uh, what's what's like the worst experience you guys have ever had on stage? Do you want to handle that one? Oh, this is individual. Individual, like okay. in your whole whole careers is is playing music. What's what's like the worst thing that's ever happened? Oh um, shit! Take the lead, my man. I don't even know. I'm usually just so psyched to be playing that it's like stuff's always going to come up, you know, like gear's going to cut out, the PA is going to be crap, nobody's going to show up, like stuff just happens, but like I don't know. Like I always just kind of try to like remember this is what I want to be doing. Like I want to be here and like yeah, maybe this like aspect of it sucks, but just going to try to like put on the best show we can and keep rolling through it i guess uh i don't know we played at one venue where just like the mics were cutting out the whole time and like you know i just ended up punching the mic i mean (laughs) i didn't throw a fit but i was like i think we rolled with it pretty well but then the band that went on after us the singer got pissed and afterwards like 
Didn't when they were loading up. Off or... no, I didn't. think they cut the set a little bit short and like he was just furious and like afterwards we see him just like throwing shit in the back of their trailer <laughs> and stuff. It's like, dude, that's your gear. <laughs> you know what I would have done? Who do you think you're getting back at right now? I would have now? just stepped off the... I had a good joke lined up, but the, the, the stage was on the floor. Like, he should have just walked out to everybody and just, like, shouted at us. Like, well, I would have been like, fuck yeah. The funniest part was the same thing happened to the next band, and they just traded microphones. Like, the lead singer just swapped out with the backup vocalist. <laughs> they called it and, and Yeah, just kept rolling with it, and it was totally fine. They had a great time. <laughs> I think one of the most embarrassing things that's happened to me on stage... Um, the first show I ever played with, like, Hold for Swank and The Benedict Affair and The Aggressics, I was 15, never played a show before, barely knew how to play the music that the band I was in was playing, and I was just like, um, I had to be, like, just the outgoing little badass playing punk rock, right? So I get up on my amp, and I, I jumped off it, super, like, not cool, I have no ups, right? It's the first song we get right to what you could consider like the drop and I jump off and my fucking strap breaks. So I play like the whole song. It's my first song ever playing in front of people. And I am like holding my guitar on my knees trying to play. If that's the worst that could happen though to me, it's really, it's, it, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty, pretty yeah, it's calm. Well, yeah. That happened to me one time. Uh, we were playing with a band called Hollywood horses <laughs> And uh, for their last song, the guitarist jumps over to the keyboard and he's like, hey, can like anybody from like one of the other bands like play guitar for this song? It's just like, it's three chords, man. You got this? And I was like, yeah, I can do that, man. And like, you know, halfway through the song, his strap just breaks. Like, I'm just standing still. It's not like I was putting any stress on it. it just snaps. And I uh, managed to like catch the guitar with just my pinky holding the bridge up. But then I'm just playing the whole rest of the song, just like trying desperately not to drop this other person's guitar. <laughs> he just looks back and gives the little like hang ten sign, <laughs> and you're like holding onto his guitar like with your knee and your pinky. Well, I just give him the thumbs up. I couldn't do the rest <laughs> of the of the hang loose. <laughs> Goddamn. I mean that. Either way, that's still. Not too terrible considering like nothing what could happen. Nothing more embarrassing than just like blatantly fucking up music that we wrote. <laughs> like in all honesty, man, like I feel like we've been super lucky and just like kind of blessed with a lot of the stuff. I mean Yeah. We've had shows where like uh it was the day we played with Census Fail, right? Kevin was in New York that morning. Oh, he fucking pulled it oh, in clutch that day. And dude. so we were just like stressed for like a week leading up to it because it's like you know, flight delays and stuff happen. Yeah. Like, we didn't know, like, is he going to be back even? Dude. Dude was back before uh, the other opener that, like, was on tour with Census Fail got there. Oh, my God. So, Shark Tooth. Yeah, they, they, they came all the way from New York, right? Yeah, they were driving from New York. Yeah, no, Kevin had weddings that weekend. I was like, yo, can you, like, is there anything you can do to, like, make this show? This would be fucking tight. And he moved his, he moved his uh, plane around. He flew into Chicago, and then he, like, busted ass all the way to Iowa City and just, like, pulled it in clutch, like I said, man. I got mad respect for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that it was, is amazing. Well, it's like, that was, like, what, our second real show together? Yeah. So it was, like, it was lucky as hell to even get that gig in the first place, but then to also have the, like, terrible limitation of, like, uh, are we even going to have all four members? <laughs> and then... Talk about a fucking gamble, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's like stuff like that has just seemed to work out. I feel like we've been really lucky with with that kind of stuff. Like uh, even releasing the EP. Like I uh, I figured out that it was cheaper to get stickers and just slap them on the cover of like a blank CD case oh, than yeah. to get the like CD envelopes printed. So like was waiting on the stickers this week and i was like are they even gonna be here in time and like yeah they they were here in time and we just in time yeah yeah we managed to get them all like assembled we're still working on it like an hour before the show is supposed to start oh my god but we got it out you know like it's always just kind of it looks very clean together at the end yeah there were a lot of moving parts to make that like just one little package happen yeah that sounds yeah one time when, I, when Exit was on tour, we ran out of stickers, like, halfway through our tour, so we had the label send us more stickers, and they were supposed to get to the this one promoter in Fresno's house the day before we were playing Fresno, so that way we had them. Shipping got screwed up, and then they never showed up, so we had to hang out in Fresno. We played Fresno that night, and then we were hoping that they would show up maybe, like, the next day. We had to just hang out in Fresno for, like, half a day while we were also oh, supposed to be driving, like... Holy shit. Two hours just to see if they showed up never showed up and like we're hanging out at this random ass mall like just yeah. try not one hoping our shit doesn't get breaking in broken into yeah and then half the time we're sitting in front of this like girl's house that booked the show like anything, anything you got yet? stickers yet yeah like <laughs> you got those exit emergency stickers yet <laughs> those those high commodity exit emergency st- stickers so we ended up having to like just give her money to be like all right, so when they show up, can you just turn around and, like, send them back to us in Iowa? Because, <laughs> like, they're not going to be here. That kind of sucked. Yeah. It's a bummer. What's your favorite part about touring? My favorite part? Probably just be on the road. We've met so many cool people out there. Um, just hanging out with the, the friends, dude. Because uh, driving actually really sucks. Um, but just being out and no responsibilities really is the best part fuck yeah dude i want that so badly do you guys have any plans for tours coming up plan on talking about it yeah Yeah. so i I feel like i beat around the bush with you because we kind of had different ideas of what was going to happen and we're going to dial something into where we can actually go out and play different cities i don't know if that looks like a tour i don't know if that looks like just going out for like like a day or two yeah yeah Uh, we just have to figure out what works for me because uh Dylan can kind of do whatever, but Kevin has a real job, and Woody and I are like, dude, no slight, my bad. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ideal situation, though, like, dude, Friday and Saturday nights, like, it's... No, I mean, that's why I, like, you're the top. specifically, like, planned my schedule that way, though, like, yeah, you know, like, I uh, could probably be working somewhere else if I wanted to, but... The wedge is really good about working around my schedule for band stuff, so that lets me do both and, you know, still make rent. That's always nice. Uh, Maybe we'll take a band vacation one day and just play every day that we go on vacation. That that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like a, like, where'd you vacate to? Would a vacate be the right word? Where did you go vacation? Minneapolis, Chicago. (laughs) We made made an Indianapolis. Yeah, extended vacation. (laughs) A few different places. How long did you stay there? Just the day. Just the day. Just not even the full day. Yeah, like, we peace yeah. out at night. Uh, no, it's a conversation, but there's nothing set in stone. Um, everyone that we've opened for as they come in through Iowa City, have, you know, we try to show hospitality, right? Yeah. And I think that that becomes, like, uh, it's a two-way street, you know, because they're just like, hey, like, awesome. 
and every year in the city we're from like hit us up if we can't play we're gonna find where you can play or we can find um point in the right direction to find bands you know so i think that the network is there to make it seem very i wouldn't say easy i would say approachable yeah like the idea is approachable and it really is because like that's the reason thomas and i kind of started uh, Thomas Allen from Exit Mercy started our own little booking thing was just because he was on the road he'd meet people yeah. show swapping it just made it easy to do um, is that where Iowa Alliance came from yep Iowa Alliance came from that um, tight from their first tour that I wasn't on uh, they did a lot of show swapping so then I was back home basically running all the shows while they were out on the roads funny story maybe not so funny it's kind of a, uh we played with them at the Yacht Club once, and this is like right when I met Exit, uh, maybe a couple months into it, and they asked us, they were like, hey, we're going on tour. They came, like, Brian and Thomas came to my house, and they were like, look, here are all the cities we want to go to. Here's like, gas buddy, this is how much it's going to cost. Like, are you in? And I'm like, yeah, but I couldn't, it didn't make sense for me. You know, like, I had no money, I had a job I was trying to pursue. I should have just fucking jumped on that shit. Yeah, I think they mentioned like, that because uh, they had like some really good name for it too. Since we were both like yeah. exit emergency, morning exit, like maybe oh trying to try and tie God. So, Brian and Thomas, I'm very sorry. I wish I would have gone on tour with you guys. Would have been tight. Would have been very tight. They had it all fucking planned out, dude. Oh, dude, Thomas. They were like, this is, how, this is the route we're going to take. And I was like, holy shit, like cool. Thomas is amazing when it comes to booking tours. Like, amazing in the. Okay. Some shows really fell through, but the dude works really hard on like getting it's, the right people and like getting it all to mapped yeah. out. It's amazing what he. It's can not do. your fault that if like a show falls through though, right? No, because that's like the agreement when you. Oh yeah. When you try to book a show, is like, hey, I've got this here. Can you play? Like whether they drop out of the venue ditches you, like that's out of their control. But uh, one nice thing that happened, uh, we were playing Louisville. Well, we were supposed to play Louisville. And then, like, the locals dropped, like, they canceled the show, but Brian Puckett, um, who was, like, kind of running the show, he was like, if you guys want, I know you guys have, like, a couple days, you can come back to my place, like, we already got free pizza from the venue, and he's like, you can crash, hang out, whatever you want to do, so we were like, oh yeah, hell yeah, well, we got nothing else to do, we'll come hang out, um, and then that's what kind of helped Exit get signed. Really? Yeah. Just us hanging out for the day, and then, like. Puckett was like super nice to us, and then yeah, we just went out the next day, and then yeah. just being fucking genuine to people and being like honest individuals, and not like honest in the sense like I'm being truthful for you, but like being upfront and being like a good character. Yeah, it, it'll get you far in life. Yeah, I I sincerely agree with agree with that. I've actually been like really impressed because I mean I, I before this band. I don't know, like, I jammed with people and stuff, but I hadn't really played, like, a ton of shows or, like, really been super involved in the scene. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, it was just, like, really cool because, you know, you kind of think, like, oh, is there going to be, like, that rock star mentality oh, there yeah. or whatever? And I don't know, everybody that we've played with has been, like, really supportive and really friendly. Like, even bigger acts where you think, like, maybe there'd be a little bit of diva energy there, but, like, nah, like, they've all been really cool dudes. They, and that's like, the stick best around part. And talk to us and, yeah. Because at the end of the day, really, they're just doing what they want to do is and it's play music. So, right. Um, granted, you will find like like a handful of people that still have a like diva mentality. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But the numbers 
no. between that and like who aren't like it's Absolutely. totally outweighed. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, we've met like very few people that it's like, eh, I don't know that I really want to work with them again. Yeah. You know, like almost every single band we've played with has been like genuinely really nice people. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I got on you. <laughs> and like, that's the nice thing about like tutoring too is you meet all those nice, genuine people that are willing to just help you out. Like, both tours, two of the last tours we did. We spent like maybe a total of a week in Colorado Springs just hanging out because we bonded so well with these people. We were just like, oh yeah, we'll rope this in tour where we just do a mini vacation for like three or four days here yeah. before we take off again. Like it's great. That's cool. It's like I said, we haven't we haven't really done anything. We have traveled through Iowa for like a show here and there, you know, never a run. Yeah, I think. I would like to believe I understand the dynamic of it, but like the truth is I have no fucking experience. So, <laughs> but I, I assume if we just act the way that we are, we'd be pretty okay. This is getting gushy. I'm sorry. No, I mean, that, that's, that's what we're here for. Fluffing my own nuts on how good of a person I am. <laughs> like I'm actually like a shit human being. We'll just cut it out. It's fine. <laughs> just put a laugh track over it. And everyone it's uh, the difference between like Big Bang Theory with and without the laugh track. Have you, know? you uh, oh have you seen that shit on like without, YouTube without the laugh track? Yeah, like you I can not. you can just like YouTube sitcoms yeah, without yeah. laugh track. Like Friends is god awful. Well, almost all of them. How I make like, they're all hard to they'll, stomach. Well, they'll, they'll just say like the shittiest, cattiest stuff to each other, and without the laugh track, it's just like oh jeez, like, <laughs> you're just cringing at like these horrible people. <laughs> I mean, the bad part is like I cringe to most of that with the laugh track. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna be so much. It's worse. way worse. Or that. when they say something that's like just obviously like not even a joke. Yeah, and then everybody just, just pauses for like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> oh, because like. It seems like it's like scripted in. I, it would have to be because, like, yeah. right. Eventually, shows are not using laugh tracks or um, live audience. Correct. They're using laugh tracks. So, like, watching them tell a joke and then like pause because you've got your tempo and you've got your, your show timed out, and then there's nothing there, yep. and they're just like staring at each other. It's weird. Just imagine when it's like got to be like on set. During- <laughs> like that's got to be the worst. Um. I know Brian did have a question uh, that I'll throw in here for you. Um, you guys do have the shirts and the CDs. He was wondering what other merch you guys are going to have in the future. Um, so we got shirts and CDs uh, promoting like the shirt as like the release for the Marsh EP. We got some stickers that have the album cover on it. Which, because they became the album cover, <laughs> we just sticked it on, stuck it on the cardboard sleeves. Uh, we've toyed around with some really silly ideas. Yeah. And I think it all boils back down to like, all right, well, what's like practical? What kind of silly ideas are we talking? I want fanny packs, like hard. Not a silly idea, though. That is not. No. No, I mean, uh, so like we were working, the, the Wedge does like festivals. We'll do like lemonade and funnel cakes and pizza, you know, various festival stuff around Iowa City. Yeah. And so we were working this one in North Liberty and the people that were actually like the festival organizers all had these fanny packs with like, you know, they came with like a cell phone charger and some hand sanitizer or whatever. And I'm like, somebody comes up to the tent and they're like, yo, can I get a slice? I'm like, I'll trade you a slice for that fanny pack. And they're just like, oh yeah, absolutely, man. Cause none of them wanted them. So then I just started like wearing one all the time. And I was like, this is super convenient. Like Dude, I love having this thing. Yeah. 
So a Bane Marie fanny pack would be tight. I want to do hats, like not necessarily beanies, but like I want to do ball caps. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that I always think about is like I, when I when I see a band, I'll either buy a sweatshirt or a hat. Most of the time, because like I can wear the shirt three days in a row. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's totally stoked that I did, but I could wear a, I could wear a hoodie. You know. Yeah, you can fucking wear that. all all fucking week. Yeah. I can wear my hat every day. Um. But I don't know. We talked about like lighters and USB drives, and surprisingly, lighters are really cheap to get. Really? Yeah. Tell me where, please. Uh, I, I'd have to. I'll, I'll look for the website because okay. I yeah. I looked it up one time because I was like, oh, Thomas, we should get lighters for exit, and they were actually really reasonable for like a good amount. I, I would I would really enjoy getting lighters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't know. Maybe maybe when I said silly or goofy, I was missing the punch because we were like talking about like coffee mugs and bottle openers and i'm sure like woody said some like outlandish shit my favorite piece of merch i've ever seen though is when pup released their last album uh you could buy the like deluxe kit and one of the things that came with was an inflatable raft <laughs> wait what really? yeah. no it was like That's a three or four hundred dollar kit it was expensive as shit and i think they only had like 150 of them available or whatever anyway jesus but they sold out like immediately and one of the items included in the kit was legit just like an inflatable raft with pup stamped across the side that's what's up all i can think is the scene from space balls where where yogurt's like merchandising because like <laughs> they have, they, he, he opens it up and they got like space balls everything yep. like that's literally you're gonna do a raft you might as well just do everything yeah right like that's amazing so why really, does brian want some merch though i think i think he's that's what he's hinting at right brian and that's where that's where he would answer yeah, and be like what, that's where he's dubbed in yeah yeah no it's called brian dubbed brian does the dubbing <laughs> <laughs> yeah before before this gets released i'll just have to find him and just be like okay sit the fuck down just do what you i do. think that would be fucking hilarious <laughs> Like, I don't know for who, like, I'm going to laugh, and I hope he finds it funny, and I know you guys are going to find that funny. <laughs> well, but... the laugh track's going to find it hilarious. The laugh track's going to absolutely yeah. confirm that it's a good joke. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I can just leave it cringy and just do another <laughs> Um. Yeah, you can't drink one beer if it's going to be beers with bands, right? So let's get a little pile going. Yeah. The name Bane Marie. I So, I went to go... I went to Google, typed in Bane Marie because I was trying to get to the band camp. And uh, it comes up as like a cooking utensil pot. Yeah. Thing. Is that like, did you take the name from that or did work? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so um, I'm a chef and I should know better. But like the basic the basic explanation of a Bane Marie is um, I think it goes back to like some other shit. But like in the kitchen, uh, a Bane is. I mean, have you worked in restaurants at all? No, I'm not. So, like, when you go to a, a, a Chinese buffet or any type of buffet, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got all your hot food, and there's steam billowing out of it, and you've got your food resting in it. What's underneath is, like, water. Yep. And, like, there's there's coils and shit that's heating that up. So, that would be technically considered a bain-marie. Uh, it's a well that holds things hot, like, so soups. Or what we use at, like, Pullman, we call them bains it's just like a a a pot that holds utensils 
um, that we use so we can like clean them quickly and sanitize them at a higher level, like well, a like, higher temperature. If you go to like a buffet and they've got like ice cream, you know, sometimes they'll have like the scoop and some hot water. Mm-hmm. That's to, a bain marie. Like, clean it off each time. Yeah, that's a bain marie. How does that relate to you guys? Like, do you guys empathize with with, uh, with that? I keep telling people like, okay, so there are some raunchy fucking banes out there, right? <laughs> like, if you don't change that water, it's fucking disgusting. It's um, can get kind of raunchy. Like, granted, that's not the type of level of life I'm trying to live right now. But one, okay, so just sounds fucking tight it, it really does like, it if I, looks if i would have googled that like i would just thought you guys came up with it it sounds, <laughs> it sounds so good and catchy like i wouldn't think it was from anything i i i always try to like take the band name and uh just try to to apply apply it to like a personality trait you know and just like this murky water just like kind of aging and growing <laughs> slightly putrid uh, at the time, kind of described the way that I felt a lot. Um, granted, like, Woody and I spewed off maybe a hundred names, right? Like, we were doing some prep in the back kitchen, and we were just, like, blasting Green Day. And we were just, like, saying some ridiculous shit. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what it was, you know? Because we were just, like, seeing what fucking stuck. And then, I don't know who, who spewed it out, but Bane Marie fucking stuck. Like, it just... It's good. It doesn't have any... Because, like, right at the end of the day, like, there's exit emergency and morning exit, right? So there's, like, a keyword there. Um, I feel like other bands have, like, teenage, or they've got, like, witch. And then it's, like, at the end of the day, you've got so many bands that have, like, the same keywords in them. um, And it just, like, didn't speak that to me. Yeah. It seemed like 100%, like, super unique sounding. Well, I mean, you type... B A I N N. Yeah. That's going to be us. Like, yeah. You Absolutely. Know, like, that's not a question of like, oh, there's like six bands on Spotify that all, like, it could be one of these. I, yeah. You always yeah. hear the story of like, oh, we had this band, but like, it was already on Bandcamp or like yeah. there was already a Gmail for it or there's always already Spotify. None of that shit, dude. Or like when people like put, like, use like band name generators and shit, like that became super popular with hip hop. It's like how how unique can that be? Right. Like over time, you know? And this just seemed like one hundred percent just fucking prime. And I think it clicked when we said it and it was like, all right, yeah, like Bane Marie. And dude, it looks so prominent, like in super bold text. That's true. I don't know. It's yeah. like it's like not not to be fucked with. It's fucking tight. And yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, we're gross, but we keep shit hot. That's what <laughs> yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just, yeah, like I said, it clicked and, um, God, Bane Marie, dude, that's, that's, that's who we are. That's fucking tight. Bane Marie ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. It, I mean, it, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's a it's French, it, it's real, it's real like boom. And then, but yeah, I see what you're saying. We had to get business cards a, because we wanted business cards, but like nobody could find it on Facebook or like type it in. Right. Yeah. So it became like. <laughs> Let me see your phone. I'll type it in. And that becomes like a, takes up a lot of time. And we're all about time management. So uh, it just made it easier for the business cards. But it's a French term for water bath. Yeah. Like when it all boils down. Not a joke. Promise you that. I promise you that was not a joke. No pun intended. Is burping allowed? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, yeah, because I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, when you now that you mentioned like all the like the the keywords for a lot of things, like you don't real like I guess I never realized how many bands actually have those keywords in there, and now it's just like everything's just shattered glass. Yeah, and I won't like. I don't want to like upset anybody, right? But like that's the reality. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, I'm a big fan of uh, Dillinger 4 out of Minneapolis, but anytime I try to tell somebody, like, yeah, you should check out Dillinger 4, they're like, oh, Dillinger Escape Plan? It's like, no, oh, I said no, Dillinger no, no, 4. No. <laughs> I said Dillinger 4. Yeah, I, I know what I said, man. <laughs> and then you flip the table. Let's talk about plus 44 and some 41, by the way. <laughs> okay? Like, Let's break it like, down. Like, what's that shit about? I didn't Is even there know a math that existed? Well, some 41. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But who the hell is plus 44? That um, is Travis Barker and Mark Hoppus. Yeah. Yeah. It's their it side was, project so, after, like, Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. After Blink broke up, then they, then there was Angels and Airwaves, there was plus 44, and was there a third side project? I can't remember. I mean, Transplants for Travis Barker, but... Okay, yeah. But not really. So, just no. two, two side projects after Blink. Boxcar Racer. Yes, <clears throat> Boxcar Racer. Yeah. Plus 44 is like a whole, they were pretty prominent for a while. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm a poser. <laughs> <laughs> they have some good stuff, man. Yeah, I listened to that shit for a long time. That uh, is uh, pretty baffling, though, that like I could see some like lesser known act trying to kind of like leech onto the fame of another bigger band, but like. Well, it's like two bands, <laughs> like, and some people might disagree, but respectively, they're like from the same realm of music, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, like, yeah, some 41 plus 44, it's like, dude, I need somebody to explain to me if there was a connection there, if I'm just being fucking dumb. And I think that, okay, also, tangent, I think New Blink 182 is just extended plus 44, by the way. I could see I that. Gotta, I just got to say that. I kind of gave up on her neighborhoods, but yeah, I could see that. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to leave that conversation. I'm going to let that rest right there. <laughs> I wish Brian was here. He'd be. He wouldn't back me up at all. But I no, I know. <laughs> Absolutely no. <laughs> but yeah, some forty-one plus forty-four. I don't talking know. about well, talk, we were talking about keywords. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, fuck, we're on a tangent, dude. We're off track. I mean, that's we're that's, per, that's perfectly so, like, fine. That's what this is all and, about. And you you can cut this if you want. But like, there's like Sea Haven, and then there's like Seaway, yeah, and then there's like. And Bayside, Broadside. Bayside, Broad... Yeah, it's just like... Eight. Yeah, they're all prominent bands, right? But yeah. on the local level, it's like even fucking worse. Yeah, I, I, yeah, on the local level, you really need to have something that's kind of unique just to... So, yeah. You I don't, don't get stuck. And just didn't want to get didn't want to get washed out. I wanted it to be a fucking name that people remembered. Yeah. Or you can be like Brian and name your band Eugene Levy after Eugene Levy. Yeah. Which is amazing. I with love that the, name. <laughs> with, it really, it's a so good name. With, with the American Pie like logo yeah, template. Absolutely. It, it's it's fucking money, dude. My favorite part before they even like released anything for that band, all they would do is like they'd make like this little post saying like what's coming up. They wouldn't name the band or anything. They would just put a picture of Eugene Levy himself <laughs> in, in like as like an attachment, and then that was it. That's fucking sick. That's awesome. <laughs> I really hope he one day listens to that band because it'd be amazing. Eugene Levy. Yeah, Eugene Levy listens to Eugene Levy. That, oh, that'd be yeah, that'd be tight. 
that's like a YouTube video that the world needs, I think. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just sit him down. Why aren't you going to, like, why, Brian, send your shit out to Eugene Levy, like, right now, <laughs> when you hear this. If he hasn't, what are we doing here, you know? I mean, well, I mean, we're here doing this. We're here what's, doing this. What, Brian's what's Brian working. doing? Like, not That's the first person I would send music to. Right? I think. Yes, I would. Yeah. That's the first person I would send music to. I think Thomas and those guys, when they were exit emergency, they sent stuff to... Houston uh, Calls? Yeah, to Houston Calls. That's what's up. their first DP, they sent it to him. That's tight. Because exit emergency... Comes from a Houston Calls song. Didn't they, like, ask him for approval yeah, to use did. that? And he was like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. absolutely. That's a cool fucking story. They went through the whole hassle to ask for approval to use a name. Which... Like, mad respect. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking hustle, dude. And thankfully, it was a name that, like, no one else had even thought of. Yeah. Which works. Exit emergency, man. R.I.P. In the ground. Yep. They said from the grave... We're not going to go into Jesus shit. Um, (laughs) Who is also a zombie. Uh, Excuse me. But, yeah. That show was fucking sick, dude. Dude, I was so stoked for it. Yeah. It was so good. That's what's up. Like, that whole lineup was just killer. Hell yeah. A lot of big names on there, too. Yeah. Blue's Exit, 5 a.m., you guys. Manhattan. Manhattan. Um, And then there was... It was us. I mean, it was Eugene Levy. Closet Jocks and Eugene Levy. Oh, Closet Jocks. That's who it was. Dude. Um... Mad respect for slapstick, Jake. Right? Yeah, Is Jake. Mad respect. Jake Thomas. For, mad respect for what that dude does. He like made a post um, on Facebook of like his agenda, and it's like you know, like wake up, do this, like at this time, slapstick at this time, like rudiments and drumming. And it was just like that's fucking real life. Like that's that's cool. Yeah, and then you know, just structure your day to day like so with such a hardcore regiment. And then uh, you guys know he does. Uh, Puts on a whole fest every year, too, right? Die Fest? Die Fest. If you're listening, put me on Die Fest, please. Bain Marie, let's go. Hey, Jake, I just want you to know this is the third episode where I've talked about Die Fest. So, royalties, I don't know. I don't know. We need something. Let us play. I'm going to reach out to him, though. Yeah. There's a few festivals, like, this year was a big year for learning uh, about, like, what was going on. Because, like, hey, yo, real talk, like, 19 to, like, 22, I played music a lot. And then 22 to... 26 i worked like my head was yeah, my nose you, was on a fucking were, cutting board you were all over for yeah for work too yeah and i just put my nose to the grindstone for work and then I, I would like listen to what was going on and then i fucking woke up one day and it was like like wow like everyone's like super matured into these really great bands and there's like a fucking community of like do-it-yourself festivals like clothing lines and record labels and fucking booking agencies and it's like these were all fucking dudes that like were just trying to play some music and now they're making like a fucking community out of it. Yep. A, a fucking booking agency, right? Like, you know, and then there are guys who are like recording at a super high level. And uh, so anyways, like I, I was just kind of like learning about what everyone's up to and like trying to catch back up. And there's a lot of cool festivals going around in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, cool festivals. And to go off your point where how everyone's matured like just even seeing everyone that was around when like morning exit and exit emergency were around 
to see where they're all at now and like what projects they're doing now. Like Tyler's got stars and stars is fucking blowing up. Stars hollow fucking, fucking crushes. Fucking um, Tyler and and Brandon Blakely like yeah. Hot Mulligan and Kayak Jones just fucking killing it. Like it's amazing to see everyone that was there when we were there. Yeah. Just blowing up now. I uh, I was going back through like old messages. Um, cause I was trying to put like a contact list together for trying to reach out to people and I, th- Brandon Bakley had like reached out to me to like re listen to one of the projects that he was working on. And one of the dudes from like, uh, Callie Macy, I think that's how you say it. Like these dudes are like touring all the time. They were on riot fest. Um, it's just like these guys were just like doing what they wanted and it fucking worked. Yeah. Like it fucking worked. Like that's the reality. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so that's cool shit. It's cool shit. Hot Mulligan also. Dude, they're going to be here on next Saturday. Next Saturday with Census Fail. Oh, is that already? Yeah, like shit. it's on the 5th. I'm fucking going to that shit, dude. Uh, they played like one of... Uh, played. We put them on a show was it two years ago now. It was them in like Away Away or... No. Yeah, Away Away. Were they on Way No Way. Sleep at that point? Because they're on No Sleep, which was like... They were not on No Sleep at that point. That's Which, fucking unreal, fucking right? Yeah. Like balancing composure, fucking the Wonder Years. Yeah. And uh, they whatever fucking no, other bit. Lot of dispute, dude. Like come on. Lot of dispute. They uh, no sleeves put out some Great Gordon stuff. A couple such gold thing. Uh, one of the such gold splits. Was it um, into it over it on there for a while? Maybe not. I can't remember. Could be tripping. Put Bay Marie on Asian Man Records or No Sleep Records. I, just sent, I want to be on Asian Man. Dog, I just sent Asian Man so much money. They just re-released uh, <laughs> fucking all of Bomb Music Industry yeah. on vinyl. And it's uh, like they have a pre-order for like the middle of October or something. I dropped an embarrassing amount of money. So I was just like, <laughs> I got to have this shit. And it might not come out again for a long time. So I just had to pull the trigger on it. Dude, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even hate on that. There was. Okay, so one time I was at my buddy's and we were all drinking... And then I was scrolling through Twitter, got to Rotting Out's page. It was, like, right before they'd made their comeback. Yeah. And I dropped, like, 60 bucks that night. I completely forgot about it until I got, like, an email, like, the next month saying, oh, yeah, your order's been shipped. I was like, oh, one, oh, shit, I spent that much money. <laughs> and two, oh, I'm glad, I guess it's coming. Like, it could have been, I could have just been out. Like, yeah, if they, if they, they weren't not like, sent it, anymore. you would have just not remembered. <laughs> yeah, I would just been like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Have you guys, like, made any stupid purchases? Stupid purchases? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Half the shit I buy is... Stupid? Not... Yeah, I mean, it works out, right? But, like, when I would buy, like, band merch and shit, I would be, like, hammered. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, give me a give me a hoodie. Give me a t-shirt. Give me stickers. I want that vinyl. And then it's, like, next week I do the same shit. I'm like, all right. So, like, I had to cut my ass back from, <laughs> from buying vinyls so frequently and shit because, dude... You can't survive buying three vinyls at a time for forty bucks a piece. No, yeah. like, <laughs> like you're in a fucking sink, man. Um, but real talk, I bought into a lot of no sleep shit. Like I heard "Separation" by Balance Composure, and I was listening to a lot of dispute. Like dial that back like six years, right? And I was like, everything these people do, like everything no sleep does, is fucking sick. Oh yeah, and I still agree with that, but you know. They're definitely one of my favorite, uh, they're not big level, uh, mid-level, would you say mid-level? Uh, yeah, I would kinda, say that. Kind of like junior, 
I don't know. It's hard. I don't know yeah. the key word, but they're not yeah. they're not fucking Warner Brothers, and yeah, they're, they're not, not they're not pure noise. They're but they're they're, they're just like right there. Yeah, and they're like my favorite bit. Like I mean, even besides pure noise, they're still my pure favorite noise label. Is tight. I mean, pure noise is tight, but like, who was um? What did Man Overboard do? Like Lost Tape Collection or some shit like that? Yeah, that shit was tight. Everything they put out was tight. I was actually talking to someone when I was in Minneapolis uh, last week that I'm surprised that band has not done like a comeback at all yet they did play they like, like a, a show or two yeah they did play a couple shows but they haven't like fully made a comeback i think i creeped their bassist player nick out <laughs> really? right like so like seven or eight months ago he hit us up i think like drumming up business yeah you know because he's got that studio out in new jersey which like i want to go i want to be there but i don't got i don't have that type of money you know but like he 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 found Van Marie and he was like, "Yo, your shit is tight. Hit me up if you ever need anything mixed." And I was like, "Cool, can't do that. Sorry, Man Overboard's fucking sick. Played with you a long time ago." And he's like, "Oh, respect, respect." So I creeped him out and I sent him a fucking photo of the flyer with our band name on it, and uh, he was just like, "Word." <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, that one right over there, the transit one? No, not the transit one. Uh, I just I was looking at everything to when I came down here. I it's down it's here. over there. I took it out of a frame. I took it out of the frame. Oh, be- that one. Yeah, because I needed the frame to give uh, Zach Suter the Menzingers autographed uh, flyer. So, so that one's got to go to rest, and it needs a new fucking <laughs> frame. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was that show. Yeah. Sea Haven, handguns. I mean, that's where I met Exit Emergency, too. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah. That's still pretty sick, though, that he reached out. I mean, whether... whether I, mean, I understand, like, he's trying to, like, draw a business, but... No disrespect, time, but whether he was fishing or not for business, like, he still found our page. Right. You know what I mean? He still... And I would hope he fucking listened to State of Mind and was like, hell yeah. Yeah. So. Just, just send him the new album and just be like, hey, man. Man, there are a lot of motherfuckers I need to send this album to, actually. <laughs> we got to send it to Jeff Rosenstock's bass player. Hell yeah. Asian Man Records. John DiNominici. John DiNominici? Yeah. I think that's how you say it anyway. Seems like a, a Polish name that I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll get a list going, but yeah, we need to we need to push it. Like, um, I just want people to fucking dig it. Who writes a lot of you guys' songs? Is it more like a collective thing, or does one person just kind of bring it to the table? I'm going to say I'm super bashful when I'm like, yeah, we all write music, but we all we all work on it together. Um, I mean, at the moment, for the shit we have, like Woody and I usually have like a backbone to it, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes I always beat around the bush. I bring a lot of music. Matt usually has a song like... 80% written or so like maybe a little more even uh, and then like brings it to practice we all kind of learn our parts um, but like you know as we're just kind of jamming it out a lot of the time like Kevin will play a different fill here and mm-hmm. be like yo that's cool we need to put that in or like there's a different baseline yeah I don't necessarily have like a super strong like theory background so a lot of the time I'm just playing shit by ear and sometimes, like, Matt will see me playing something that isn't maybe, like, exactly what he initially intended, but it will be like, yo, I like that better. Let's switch this around. So 
I don't know. It's, I mean, it's like, very collective, like, at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you bring us, like, <clears throat> an awesome template to work with. Yeah. And then, like, between the four of us, we just kind of, like, flesh it out a little bit more. And, like, bring that's, it across that's, that initial backbone line. is usually yeah. still there. But I feel like we just get something a little more collaborative out of it. Yeah. I mean, like, at the end of the day, Kevin writes his own drum parts, you know. Um, once you get the basis down, like, you write your own bass parts. I don't know. It's a weird topic. Like, but it's pretty Dylan much, pretty much it, nailed it, though. It's it's more like a collective thing, and no one's just answering to someone else, which is nice, right? No, I mean, I, I've no. never felt like, you know, if I think that something sounds weird or, you know, could maybe be done differently, it's like being I've never a... felt like I shouldn't, like, you know, like somebody's so protective like I'm of what they've initially up. written yeah. that it's like, no, that's not how the song goes, <laughs> you know, like. It's like the song doesn't go anyway. Like, we're writing the song. Like, there's no yeah. way that it goes. Exactly. So it's just like. <laughs> While I think a lot of the time, like, Matt brings us a lot of really strong ideas, uh, just, like, working through it together, I think we end up coming out with a really solid product. So I'm really happy with the way our writing process goes, at least. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use the restroom real quick. Do you mind if I have a cigarette? Go for it, man. We'd like to take a moment to thank this week's sponsor, Keep It Clean Garage. Whether you need your car cleaned for a date, an upcoming car show, or you just let it get too out of control, be sure to hit up Keep It Clean Garage for all your detailing needs. I know I personally use them uh, just because they're local, they're far better priced than any competitor, and they get the job done. So be sure to check out Keep It Clean Garage on Facebook and Instagram and set up your appointment now. How did you land on this computer? Um, I don't know. Before this one, I had a MacBook Pro, but it was like a 2011 version. Yeah. And then I was just like, I want something that I can, I know I can use editing stuff with and kind of be somewhat user-friendly. Is this meant to like edit stuff because I saw you have like EQ and... Yeah. So GarageBand has all that stuff on there. Um, the well, What you're seeing on my keyboard is, since it's the Pro version, it has like... I can do everything from like this little that's tight piece, um, rather than like doing it like moving like the the knobs that would be on the screen. I can just do it from there. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the other one crapped out. Got this one, and then kind of been rolling with it. And then the sick floral. Uh, I really like. That <laughs> dude, that's I love it too. Cool. Uh, my sister got that for me for. Uh, Christmas one year. She's got great taste. Well, and then, like, my background on my phone is floral. Nice. Background on the phone, like, yep. yeah. can't go wrong with floral. Hell yeah. Right, oh. Molly? Can't go wrong with floral. <laughs> so is Brian even going to show up for this, or what? <laughs> he's running way late. Yeah, now. dude, he's uh, behind schedule. <laughs> <laughs> he's dealing with some asshole trying to buy cigarettes without an ID right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. It was, it was a whole ordeal. Cops were called. Um Real quick, let's jump back to the floral thing because I want to. I've admitted it to certain people, and yeah. I feel like I trust you guys. I trust the interwebs. I'm just gonna go for it. So, um, Molly Thomas Allen's yeah. wife. Uh, I don't know. I think she just absolutely hates floral, and yeah. so I would wear floral all the time. I had floral hats, whatever. Yeah. Um, she would give me shit for it all the time. So I was like, well, I was obviously drunk. I was like, Molly, if you get me. 
floral dress. I will fucking wear that shit uh, just to prove her wrong. So we played with, I exit played with Knuckle Puck. After Party was at the trailer in Muscatine. We get there. She straight up bought a fucking floral uh. dress. There's pictures somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where they're at. But uh, the whole point was, we so in our youth, we were really stupid and we really wanted to make uh, straight edge shirts. Yeah. But have me on the back cover in the floral print dress with like beer cans all over me. Dope. So that picture is the one that exists somewhere. <laughs> That's and, what's uh, up. So yeah, Molly. Floral still rocks and Dylan even said so. It's so. true. I'm down with the floral. Yeah, you can't go I'm wrong. Down. There's a local tattoo artist who did my first tattoo. Uh, he goes by Old School Jeff. Oh. And if you went on the, uh, I don't know if it's like on the Iowa City tattoo page, but back when it was still Nemesis, uh, he had like this whole long spiel about like how, uh, like his favorite thing to tattoo is roses. Yeah. And how like it's stupid that dudes think like, oh, I'm not getting a flower tattoo because I'm too manly for that. And he like has this whole explanation about how like, nah, man, rose tattoos. That's what like sailors got. Those were like the manliest motherfuckers out there. Right. And, yeah. So I got some roses and shit. I also got the lot of speed tattoo. So I got the lotus. I ain't got time to be worried about what people fucking think is manly. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Just do what you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the haters get you down. That's basically what we're saying. Fuck yeah. Do you, man. Because the haters going to hate, hate, hate. So I shake it off. Shake it off. Wow. I want somebody to mash up Taylor Swift, shake it off, and Metro Station, Metro Station's shake. Uh, shake it. Shake, shake, shake it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what's that song called? Just shake it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then I want to mash that up with the and shake it off, but da 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 da, or whatever that R and B song is. I just want to mash all those together. I also want to mash a boxcar race, racers. Uh, I feel so with I'm feeling this by Blink One Eighty Two because I think that shit would be fucking hilarious. Uh, did you guys see? I think it was what two three years ago where they actually booked Metro Station in the Quad Cities at no. like some DIY spot. No. So, like, this DIY spot uh, is not very big. It's maybe, like, half the size of Gabe's, if that. It's not meant to be, like, a big, have a lot. It doesn't have, like, crazy sound system or anything like that. And Metro Station was doing their, like, 10-year tour or whatever for, for that one album. And some kid got them to book it there. That's tight. Like, it was insane that someone, like, they were going to do that, like... It sold out right away because there was no way that it was a capacity. <laughs> and then it was like, uh, it was it was the place, it was the island. I don't know if you ever heard of the island. No. Nathan Lane like ran it. I'm pretty sure. And then it was like shortly after that that uh, they kind of got shut down because they were like, not really a venue, and had all these problems with it. And there was like this whole big protest for it. Word. But yeah. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan, does he still play music? He was in Fairhaven, right? Yeah, he was in Fairhaven. Yeah. Um, he might still play, play music. I know he just moved to uh, Minneapolis not that long ago, actually. On a real note, though, bring back Fairhaven. Right? Yeah. They were the sickest uh, Scott band. They put out some good videos, too. Yeah. Like, entertaining fucking videos. Speaking of which, have you heard of TV Cop? Yes. Uh, I don't remember where sick. we were at, but we played with TV Cop, and yeah, they are Get super sick. Get the fuck sick. out. Yeah. No shit? 
cool. You guys should have them on your show next time. Cool. Or sometime soon. Hey, TV cop, get in touch. We'll get in touch. Let's do this. Yeah, I'll set that shit up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll at least like get you guys together to talk. I can't remember where we were at, but yeah, TV cop played, and I was like, these guys are... Like, I didn't know what to expect, because, I mean, they're from, like, what, Oscaloosa? Otomo. Yeah. It's, like, the same thing, yeah. um, I think. I, it's, I, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, Survival was from both, I think. Survival was tight. Yeah. Survival was tight. So I think about this every once in a while. Survival's done. Cliff diving's kind of done. Everyday Adventures is done. I... I miss those guys so much. Like, all of those bands mm-hmm. were so sick. And then the Cliff Diving just put out that EP not that long ago. Within the last I'm going to have to months. check them out. I don't know if I've listened to Cliff Diving. Um, they're from, like, Waterloo. Uh, Zach Phillips. I don't remember, know if you remember him. First EP was super sick. Um, cool. I would suggest checking them out. But, back to my point. Um, if I could, if all those bands were still down to do a reunion show, that would be the sickest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Like, bring back fucking Morning Exit, like, all those bands from that era. The Easy Mark, just get one. Oh, one Easy dime. Mark, right. let's go. Fucking easy Mark. Let's go. Yo, you should, uh, you should get that moving. Like, 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 try to get that ball, ball rolling. Morning Exit will be there. I don't want to continue doing life in the Morning Exit. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But I'd play a show. Just one time, like... Yeah, I'd play a show. I, I have enough people coming up to me that tell me that we should do that, that I think it would be worth worth the time to put the show on. But then I'd have to relearn. Like, again, I'd have to cover the morning exit because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to play that shit anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, Dylan, you said you've been pl- you've normally play guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Were you in other bands before? I, I feel bad I didn't ask this earlier. Were you in other bands before Bain Marie? Uh, I was in a couple. Uh, so Nathan and I actually, our first band was called The Lost and Found. Good and name. we only played like one real show ever. Yeah. But we were pretty much just a Green Day cover band in like middle school. So, I mean, it was pretty awesome to be able to like play music with him again regularly and like actually be making something happen yeah. versus like that one we pretty much played like one halloween party and it was super fun but like didn't really get a lot out of that afterwards and then uh when i got to high school i met a couple of guys and i was in a metalcore band called law-abiding citizen and it was kind of the same story where we played like one show and then the dude that like kind of got us all together was just like yeah i'm gonna do something different now and it's like all right cool but i don't know mostly just like jamming with people over the years yeah yeah what was your green day cover set list like uh we played american idiot we played brain stew we played long view uh i mean i think we also played like i'm not okay and dance dance or something like Word. other bands of the era certainly too but green day was like the the driving influence behind it certainly I would play Green Day songs, right? Like, I would play the album, and I would, like... Like, I knew how to play Green Day songs from start to finish. But I never actually... Um, I never would pay attention to, like, half-step songs. Mm-hmm. So I would, like, try to play the tab, and I'm like, wow, I just don't know how to play this song. I can't make it sound yeah. the same. What a foolish individual I was. <laughs> uh, going to Pasolanqua, 
I believe is what it's whatever. And then we uh Christie Road. Christie Road was tight to play. Yeah, I mean when American Idiot hit, that was like a big impetus behind me, like getting into punk music, wanting to have a guitar. So the reason we were the lost and found is because my favorite track off of American Idiot was Saint Jimmy. Hell yeah, it was. And at one point he says, "I'm the resident leader of the lost and found." Fuck yeah. So I was like, "Well, that's got to be the name, right?" Yeah. Did and you of ever... course like you know I think you could uh, probably still find our MySpace and find some embarrassing ass pictures. I think the demos are probably gone at this point, but kind of a bummer. I had some good music on MySpace. Yeah. Did you ever wear the all black with the red tie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to my freshman, uh, freshman fucking um, homecoming. All black with the red tie. Feel very sorry for my my lovely date who wore like a beautiful blue dress. I had like dyed black, you know. (laughs) What's that? Oh, I had like I had like dyed my hair black for a while too, just because like had to look more like Billy Joe. But then uh, I cut that shit out when. Like, since my hair is so light naturally, yeah. somebody walked up behind me in school and was like, dog, you're balding. Because, like, the roots were growing out. Oh, so on, like, the crown of my head, it looked oh, like skin, basically. Oh, God. I was like, I'm not fucking balding, man. Like, nobody in my family is bald. And I just... <laughs> I was a pathetic middle schooler. I couldn't I couldn't take it. So I was like, all right, fine. I'm shaving my head. It's blonde now. <clears throat> I mean, everyone back dyed hair is too much maintenance like yeah i like the look of it don't get me wrong to maintain it you have to kill your hair because you're like okay two weeks are a past i need my hair dyed again well and you got to keep the roots up like yeah yeah it's it's a whole regimen like it's it's a fucking lifestyle mad respect if you're like committed enough to do it but i'm not yeah i know some people that just i've never seen their natural hair color yeah like they just do it all the time yep and at a point, like, it's going to get real fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. Real bad. Sorry, i got to fix my nuts. And that's the intro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so before we end this, yeah. so let's do a couple more things real quick. Okay. Who are your biggest influences that really drive you to to better your, your music abilities? Like, if you... If if this person was like, hey, you're here, you need to get to here, and you can tour with us, who would that person be? One more time. What was the question? Let's say let's say your biggest musical influence came up to you and was like, hey, you, you're, I want you to join my 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 band or whatever. Yeah. You're at this level. I I need you to be like a step higher, and you're gonna give up everything else. To be able to move up that that whole tier, who would that person be? So there's one answer. It can be one. It can be a couple. Whatever you want. Okay. Um. For me, I I mean I think hands down at the end of the day, it would be either Ascenders from the early November, or it would be Rolling with Bayside. Straight up, like no questions asked. Yeah, absolutely. Solid answers. I mean, I'm sure people are sick of hearing me talk about him, but like Jeff Rosenstock all day. Oh, you 
I've been following his career for a long time. He's just a, like such a fucking solid dude too. Yeah. Like even outside of the musical world, like he's just a good fucking guy. His just attitudes about how to handle merchandising, how to handle, you know, like actually just releasing your album. Like he's a big inspiration to me, not only musically, but just as a person. So yeah, hands down, like one of my goals with this band is I want to open for Jeff Rosenstock. And we will make that happen. Yeah, I want to see that happen. If I had to throw my one more answer in, I would go with Jeff Rosenstock Light <laughs> and Max Bemis uh, of Say Anything. Yeah, I think they actually parallel more so than Say Anything's a little more popular, but the delivery that Max Bemis has and just like just the guttural fucking emotion and the way he can throw his voice and shit. That dude's fucking iconic. Well, yeah. There you have it. There's, Dude, thanks for having us, man. Thanks, thanks for thanks for letting me stop by. Yeah, Matt, uh, Dylan, um, it was a great time. Check out Marsh on Bandcamp for now. Bandcamp hopefully, for now. hopefully Spotify coming up when DistroKid decides to release it. Yeah, get on that. Um, they got merch. They got CDs. They got physicals. Download the digitals whatever you do nowadays any last words if you listen to this thanks for listening if you want merch i'll literally ship it to wherever you are in the world fucking rock on drink some water call your mom two best things you can do for yourself yeah, that's right sound now. advice that, that get eight really hours nice. of sleep Ooh, there we go yeah absolutely but take I would take care of you because nobody else is gonna do it for you. You know, <laughs> for fuck's like, sake, no. Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the next show you guys have coming up? Uh, it's a secret show. We can't actually tell anyone. Well, Halloween yeah. at Gabe's. I won't tell you with who. All right, just be prepared for Halloween at Gabe's. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a really good surprise, and you'll be super stoked to hear it. It'll be worth it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for having us, Michael. Thank thanks you. For, thanks for stop. Well, letting me stop by. You stopped. <laughs> I did stop by. Uh, Brian, again, sorry you weren't here. We miss you, man. Love you. We do.
suffocated by every breath that I take Forcing me to smile and it feels so fake I felt a tidal wave come and crash in my bones Siren on the water calling me back home Stand. 